Hi, I'm Mike Morse. Welcome to another episode of Open Mic. I'm really excited about today's episode. As always, we have Kevin Dietz and Darren McCarty is our guest, a professional hockey player for many, many years, four Stanley Cups. He's a famous fighter and enforcer. I uh, played for some really interesting coaches. He was a lead singer in a rock and roll band. He started a cancer foundation, a comedy business. He's a podcaster, uh, very open about um, alcohol and drugs and how marijuana saved his life. So I have so many questions. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, great to be here, Mike. Thank you, Kevin. Good to see you. Good to see you too. So, you know, I was doing my research on you. I grew up watching you and I think the one the, the most famous thing that people want to talk to you about is... March 26, yeah. 1997. The fight. Joe, or whatever you want to call it. Right, whatever you want to call it. Payback's so, a bitch. I don't know. <laughs> I signed it so many, different, so many different ways. So I watched it today, again, for the 100th time. And I want, to, I want to slow it down. I want to play it for you, and I have some questions. Yes, sir. That's the best part right there. That, 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 that's the epitome of the end. So this is the, the, the look at that's the, the Igor Larionov, the most pacifist guy in the world next to Gandhi. Never been in a fight in his life. There I break free and Boom. bam, that's my favorite. <laughs> you can watch the documentary Russian Five too because the the and the, the the whole kicker and all that is I'm a lefty and I pounded him with the right. And then so, I, I don't even know the stuff's going on behind me right until we get in the dressing room because all I'm focused on is sticking my fist through his skull, ripping out his heart through his nose, and I know all you medical people, I can't, I can't it's not possible. So but. now this is the first fight yes. when he, they call him, when he went down into like a turtle. Yeah, well, and, he, and he didn't really fight back that well, much. Well, he said he didn't, you know, we did an interview and he said he didn't turtle. He said he, it's the hardest he's ever been hit. He would saw stars and he was out. So Semi-knocked out. So, and, and this was all retribution to the year before. And, and here's the whole thing, because why the climactic or sometimes uh, we have events in life, sporting events that, that have so much hype to them and never live up to them. Well, this one super exceeded it, but I got to yeah. play it back because the year before, um, two years before we got into the finals, lost to Jersey. The year before we set the league record 62 wins and then lost to Colorado. This is the Colorado team that we had the rivalry with. And in the last game, they're the biggest villain, like the most hated guy in the league by everybody from, from coaches to referees to players on his own team. Claude Lemieux hits my centerman and my best friend in front of me and breaks his orbital from behind, breaks his orbital jaw, breaks Chris his Draper. jaw, Chris Draper. So this is 10 months before. This is 10 months before. The ten, this no, happened, the 10 months after. 10 months after. after. Right, right, so, right. But the whole thing, Mike, you appreciate this, is we had to win this game. Okay, because we set the league record 62 wins and then we hadn't beaten them all year. So I don't care what rivalry, you know, a lot of times here it's high school rivalries or whatever, but you have to go, the only way out is through sometimes. So the fact of the buildup and the buildup and buildup and then Igor Larionov, who's never been a fight in his life, sort of started. I, was, I knew Lemieux was on the ice waiting for the right opportunity, but the whole kicker to this game is that we're down 5-3 
and we tie it up and I score the overtime winner. Well, that's what I was going to bring up. Well, that's the, the, the whole thing is I get, I don't even get kicked out. You know, it's, it's something I do in today's game. Right, this is done in 90 seconds. Right. Oh, I'd be suspended for right. life. And right. then the goalies are going at it, and the thing is, I'm so focused. Well, I don't. I've even never know seen this. a goalie fight before. Okay, well, like this goalie came out with the pads. I, it's an amazing, amazing. That's old Watch the left right here. Bernie's going to slip the left, and he goes. And, go and, and, and oh, look at him. Lemieux's bleeding from his. Well, he should be. I smashed his face against the boards. That's where he saw all the blood. This, I thought that multi. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Oh yeah. There's. Uh, it, it's the greatest game if you got to take it. You know how they say, well, what would you take to the desert island? That, that's the game. The clip. <laughs> this clip. Now, right. this is not the game. Does it, does it bum you out that they don't show the uh, winning goal as often as they show the fight? No, it doesn't. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever people get their Because this is what Detroit's, uh, what we're all about. It's the resilience. It's the toughness. It's, it's never, it's falling down. Yeah, we fall down, but we get back up. And it's never quitting. And then... To me, because it was at the end of this game. Yeah. This and is crazy. It, well, that's old school. At the end of this game, the epitome is is that in Red Wing Nation, no matter if, where you were, it was the proverbial, everything's going to be all right. I don't know what it means, but everything's going to be all right. And you know, the last that's the first time I ever f had that feeling. The last time was when Steve Eisenman was introduced as general manager. I had that. Whew, it's going to be all right. I don't know what it, what it means, but it's going to be all right. So I tell everybody. It's not when, it's when, and I don't know when, but it's, gonna it's culture, it's culture because, and, and then when you go back and you see, and you talk about different things, you say growing up watching us, well, I break it back and I believe that you have to know where you came from, you know, to, to see where it is. And when Mr. and Mrs. Illich bought the hockey team in the eighties, that's when the culture changed now, but they're coming from a pizza culture. Right, so they got to learn the NHL, and it took that time to get the right people in place. But when Scotty Bowman, and that's my first year, is when Scotty came in. But that's culture, and the thing is, is that Scott. Here's the difference, and I, I'm going to compare it because everybody about the Mike Babcock, and I played with him and um, came back and won a cup in '08, and was around then. The difference is, is that you hated what Scotty Bowman said, but you knew at the end of the day, it was all about the rings because he liked collecting rings and mm -hmm. the more rings he had, the more people listened to him. And, and it was always the Detroit Red Wings coached by Scotty Bowman, where it was always Mike Babcock, head coach of the Detroit Red Wings. And instead of we, it's I, and that doesn't work. So the we's back, the culture's back, Stevie, the, the, the person, the guy that you know, has grown up in front of our eyes, has won cups, has gone away, got his masters on somebody else's dime. I think we can all agree that Tampa Bay Lightning, they their lack of success wasn't because of the team he put together. So that's what he's going to do here. And we just got to sit back and be patient and be excited about it and be ready. So players will do things that they may not want to do if they believe that the ultimate goal is to win rings and, to, and that you're moving in the right direction. It's, I think it's just like life. You know, th th that's the one thing that, that I think I learned looking back is that you can tell me no, but respect me enough to tell me why, right? I, like, no, that's not a good idea. Like, the, the one thing we always used to say is that Scotty Bowman is the greatest psychologist, right? Because he taught you that you don't pe treat people the same, you treat them differently because they are. If you tell Sergei Fedorov, you have to do this, do this more, and do this more, and you tell Darren McCarty, don't ever do that again, it's the same message, hmm. right? Which was pretty much what, how he... What do you think about all the news about Scotty Bowman and the players coming out to speak out against him? What, what, what is your thoughts and feelings when you're hearing all that? 
Like, or Babcock, you mean? Yes. What did I say? Bowman. You I said Bowman. Bowman. I, I meant Babcock. I never. No, I, said, I meant <laughs> Babcock. You're that's ready to come out of your seat and start No, 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 no. no. I, I was <laughs> I like, what, what would, because that's the whole, because Scotty it's Scotty Bowman truth. was great. Jacques Demur, great. I mean, those. Well, I never played for Jacques. I played for Scotty. And like I said, Scott, we called him Rain Man. Not to his face. But we called him Rain Man. Like, he was like 272 toothpicks. And like, a, but you knew he was smarter than you. And when, and you trusted that it was about the whole not the eye with babcock i said it in and i was there for oh came back in 08 and won a cup and then was there for the 09 i didn't play i was hurt in the playoffs and uh retired after that but it was as if we won in spite of him in 08 and lost because of him in 09 and it was more of those and when you're around people and i'm about energy and stuff like that and i've been around people before that it's like we're either gonna do it my way or else no one's gonna get it done. And that's more of the feeling of of how it was. Now the stuff that's come out after I left, I can't speak on that, but that's for guys and it doesn't surprise me because it's how you treat people. And don't I don't judge people how you treat me. It's how I watch you treat other people. Because I know you're because put, put it this way, pretty much you're gonna kiss my ass. <laughs> and I know that, right? But it's how you treat other people is is how I and and I'm not a fan on how he treats people, but that's that you. But he treated you okay. Yeah, I have respect for yeah because there there was a respect that I wasn't there long enough, and, we, and he knew how important I was in that locker room. So there there's a respect there because of to get the win, and then it just overcomes because there's a difference if you lose in 08. I don't think his attitude's the same in 09, but you win in 08, and when you get your have that arrogance or ego, it only feeds it negatively and then you know that then you ends up and you can't blame it all on that but there's reasons that things happen and if you want to correct the future you have to be aware of the past i read something that in 97 people some people are giving credit to the fight your your overtime goal to breaking the 40-year drought like they 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 look to that curse killer to that game <laughs> i mean what, what are your thoughts on that i well i call it i if we look back on it it is our generation's sort of uh, red wing d-day and and okay. it all starts from there people ask me i said well, what you know well if you could have anyone would you keep the march 26 or was it the goal because i scored a stanley cup Clinch. I beat one guy one on one my whole career. It's just you got to do it. It's timing. It's right for time. the clinching goal to bring the trophy <laughs> right. back. You know we're looking at it right here. Um, but it, looking back, it's because it brought everybody together. It 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 was like that whole like I said that whole proverbial. We knew we it didn't guarantee the win, but it brought this confidence to everybody. Mm -hmm. Not like it was and the way it played out. If you play, you can't write the script for that no. game better and, I, and i'm not saying it because i'm the star of the show and i'm biased but that's the big <laughs> fell upstairs but but going back 10 months before that oh. everybody knew this thing had to happen in some fashion that's that's but nobody could have drawn it up like that no, it was and for every play people the fans anyway were looking at you uh, the players maybe were all saying hey this is on all of us this isn't just on you uh we're so all you, in this together you knew this was know. happening you knew this was going to happen here's the whole thing right they're there and this is the greatness of it and i go through it with the and my slapstick comedy tour because i can break it down a little bit more but it's we never the only thing that was ever said right between any of us was between drapes and i when i got him out of the hospital two days later after he got his he had his jaw wired shut in four places and titanium plate doctor gave me clippers in case he'd get sick and there's one there's one thing that i said and one 
thing that I asked. And we got in the car and I looked at him. I said, don't worry, I'll take care of this. And then I said, where do you want to eat? <laughs> <laughs> and it was actually on the Amos and be, and it takes actually a guy you know how long it takes a guy with his jaw wires shot into a titanium plate to oh, eat a plate man. to eat a plate of Oki? Do you know how long? Because yeah, I put it in the blender. Four hours. Oh, oh, yeah, man. Yeah. But I was drinking back then. I was out in the boat, so <laughs> I, I, we were fine. I'm not mad. But uh, that was all that was said. But it was it, it responsibility, Kevin. I think it was a res wasn't my responsibility. I think everybody looks to look to me like I was. You're gonna take the key off me or whatever, like I. It was sort of my job to pick the spot and everybody be ready, but it was never talked about. I saw so many clips today. I'm just blanking. You were talking to him before the no, puck that's drop. the second. Fight. That's the second fight. Oh yeah, that's the, and and you, you started fighting immediately. So tell me well, about that one. Well, th this is the ironic thing, right? So you see, I got 11-11 on my wrist. I now 11-11s for my sobriety date, 2015. But the second fight, which is my favorite fight, because off the faceoff was 11-11-97. So this is after we won the cup. This is in November. And he comes around and he lines up against me. And he didn't say anything. And I said everything that probably uh, you can't any of these Let's hear days. it. What did you say? I want to know what oh, you said. Yeah, I motherfucked him so bad. <laughs> I, I, I talked about it fucking every female member in his family <laughs> fucking shit you, his mom did. <laughs> you know like whatever like how, what a piece of shit he was and that he had no balls and whatever like this and i'd do it again and the puck drops drapes wins and i look away because i don't think he's gonna do shit and he bam he blasts me and i remember thinking i'm sort of sick like that because i'm thinking oh, okay he's gonna fight this time and then that one it was back and it, back in the day so it's 97 and i'm one of those guys that that I'm not as big as a lot of these guys. Like Lemieux's bigger than me, so I grew up fighting where it's more like uh, Hoist Gracie was with his gi, where get out of your jersey, where it was it was a tactical effort where I could really lay a beat on a guy, especially when you're mad. So I got him pretty good um, in the second one that he fought back in. And um, you know, one of the things that I always said is I have no respect for Claude Lemieux as a player, but 14 years later. I, and we ended up meeting, we did an interview on TSN, Michael Landsberg's off the record. And as a man, I, I have respect for him. We've yeah. done autograph shows and stuff and we've talked and, and it's, you have to understand is that, is that there's two different people. Like he can separate that there's the person on the ice and off the ice, but that the one thing with me out of anything is that that's great. But because the, the whole thing with the Draper incident is because you can't lose respect for a fellow human being. And it wasn't that it happened. It's the fact that he said he, he you never would have heard of Chris Draper. He's cloud He's not sorry. And screw he wasn't him. sorry. No, that's the whole point. To why. this minute, he's never apologized. No, no, he, he actually did when he realizes later on, how many years later did he apologize? Maybe five years ago. Like, oh, but, but five years but ago. Yeah, but it's not to me. Like, that's a personal thing. That, that it's a cheap that, shot. That I heard. Well, the, I don't think he'll ever say that. Like, I think that he says in the heat of the moment, but he react. He didn't react properly, and mm. he couldn't separate that. He's the one that that now today at fifty some can see how he was wrong, right? And not in the way mm -hmm. he reacted. Right, not the way he played because, and that, and that, and I get that, and I I respect that to some. What it's just, they said would uh, would you do? I said I'd do it do it again in a second. <laughs> I, if I played against him, it's the way it is. You act like that, but uh, are you still are you still uh, best do. friends with Draper? 
Yeah, absolutely. You still see him absolutely. all the time? Dude, he's, a, yeah. And that's the culture when you look down from Steve Eisenman. Steve Eisenman's right hand's Pat Verbeek that's been with him, you know, when he was with Tampa. And then Drapes is now doing what he's always loved to do, director of amateur scouting, which Stevie said. <laughs> I talked to Stevie and I go, Steve, so what's going on? And he says, you know, we're a little bit further away trying to figure it out. He says, Drapes got the most pressure anyways i said if he does the job i expect him to do then i'll take the credit and if he doesn't then he gets the blame and i said i said so nothing's changed he goes absolutely not so i just everything's running apropos down at lca how many years uh you think red wings are away from another winning season just guess a winning season yeah i think i think they're a couple of years away from a winning season i i i think next year's a little bit of a straight it, it all depends though because here's and, and here's the thing that sucks with the NHL, because if we were in football, we're guaranteed that first pick, Lafreniere, we're right. guaranteed that, that, that lock-in start, because mm -hmm. still at 18%, hopefully it plays out and we do get that pick and we get that kid. The way that the NHL is and the way that the, the talent level is that if you are smart and you, you get some opportunities, like you get a pick like this, it's just like Edmonton, you know, always getting like the McDavid's and the dry sidles and all this, you got to start somewhere. So that would be the question. I say about two, three years. Okay. okay but if they get this kid, it could be earlier. It so, took a while when they got Stevie, uh, you know, I mean, when they way back then, they, they got the kid, they're going to build it around this kid. Um, they, you know, when they, when they bought the team, they were doing, they were a little more into marketing because that's what they knew in the pizza. And then, yeah. they, then they sort of realized, oh, you got to turn it over to the best people. And that's what they were great at is always trying to find the best people and let them do their thing. And that's, that's why it's so encouraging to see Stevie come back because I don't know who doesn't think he's the best GM out there. I mean, well, he, it's culture. It, like who else do you, want right running your organization that has lived it sure. has brett knows exactly what it's about and it has that it, it, to me it's almost as important to him to to get this ship right because it's not gonna if he gets it right it won't go wrong again you know at least in our lifetime i would expect right. you know so so it that's the the epitome of it and because he cares so much i mean this is I mean, it's Steve Eiserman. If you think of Detroit Red Wings with the with the and Gordy Howe, Ted Lindsay, it's Steve Eiserman. I mean, that that's who it is. So, who else do you want leading you with the credentials he has? To the promised land and with the passing of mike illich uh chris illich actually grew up with eiserman too so i mean they're really like family almost well, it, like brothers it is it, it, it truly that, is that tight well it, it, it the fit yeah you know, and you know what that's one of these things is that i i can't speak to that relationship but we all grew up around each other so so there's something to it like eiserman illich is like you know probably his mayor you know his name you can call him steve eiserman illich you know they were all in together well because and it was they all grew up together right you know and 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 they know what's expected and i think at the end of the day they know what the old man you know and and, and mrs i what what it's all about and now they got to put their own tag on it how often are you go? You still going to games? I go. I go as many as I can. Uh, if you're looking for me, I'm usually cruising around the concourse hour before the game, and and I'll stay for the first period, um, sometimes longer. But I like to get home and watch it. I don't like traffic. So <laughs> and you're not giving me anything right. to really stick around. You know, for I watch it differently. It's funny though because I couldn't watch it last three four years. It just it's like every year the boat would leave training camp and just 
tool around the harbor. You know, it was just like wasn't going anywhere. toast. Yeah, exactly. But this year, it's out in there doing stuff. So watching players and seeing what you have—that's that's what you look for. I, mean, I have a question. Twelve twenty. You know, you haven't played in twelve years. You started, you know, twenty plus years ago. Lots of injuries back then. Lots of concussions. Lots of situations. You hear about this in professional sports. Do you think it's changed uh, today? Is it is it safer today? Is it safer? <sighs> nah, I don't. I don't know if it's safer. That's that's because the the one thing here's the thing with my and I'm gonna go to the old guy. Or it's not my game. It's not my game. But because the game doesn't have the respect, the whole thing with the fighting and the whole thing with the physical and all that stuff is guys have to have respect and fear is a great initiator of uh, a deterrent of you know there's an unwritten code of the way to play where you respect each other like a guys back in our day we have more respect for each other so nowadays um guys have to sort of play hard but it's sort of have that that self-respect and and i think injury wise because guys are kids these days are so um better athletes and better like it in shape and and you know physically and fast and the game's at a higher speed and and so that means that you know there's more collisions and and it's more reckless because you think back in our game at when it was more of a, a hold up we could hold up for the defenseman and more of a it was more of a chess game but you could prevent your guy from getting smoked these days you you can't guys got a clear run on them but guys guys don't respect each other i think enough that so injuries are different right it's, a, it's an interesting way to look at it i mean there's less fighting yeah right? what, I, what i what always gets me i think i think about the money and, and the players are making so much damn money now and you you have a career and you're if you're an enforcer <laughs> your career may not last that long i mean you you may get hurt and, and, and be out and i just wonder if players professional players in any sport think about if i can play for seven years instead of five, the difference is millions of dollars. Or if I can play for 10 years instead of three. And I just wonder if they actually play that way or if they just love the game so much they play how they play and none of that enters into their mind. Well, here's the thing, right? Is when you're young and you're coming up in your first five, until what, you're like 25, 26. Whenever, you, whenever you're done feeling invincible, like whenever you're done thinking that, you know, there's no end in sight and you're going to make this money your whole life. I mean, there's an invincibility about it. And then reality comes in. So I don't know if it's when kids come or when you get married, but it becomes more of a business. And when it turns, the love of the game turns into more of a job because you realize that you are, you know, just a, really another piece of what have you done for me lately. And you lose that because you come from... <clears throat> Uh, in from a love sort of perspective of this is all you ever wanted to do anything in your life and then you realize that oh it's actually the business mm -hmm. so there's that reality and some guys get it and and react to that and figure it out that way how they want to go and other guys i think it's just personality some some of them live day the day to day like and don't plan ahead so i think what's the most important thing is who you have around you right to keep you so it's fine if i'm on the day to day cuz i learned that now is that i can be day to day when my team around me um has me aware of what's coming up and what you know what i have to prepare to so you know to to that aspect um well, you seem your love for the game you know you can feel it it's palpable you probably would have played for free 
Oh, oh, back. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and especially back to be a part because that's the whole cultural thing and and to be a part of something greater than yourself, you know, and to be part of the Detroit Red Wings and to be part of that team, like a cog in the wheel and and you're going to be in a dressing room with like, what I play like 12 14 hall of famers I mean it's just like to 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 be around that and I and the, can't imagine right but, but talking about the money part did you ever I mean after you left the wings you you bounced around well I got so what happened is is so yeah the the one thing we always hear the hometown discount or whatever is is that the the one thing is that the grind line and and you know the rural guys or whatever yeah we on the open market we could make more money elsewhere but we were always taken care of here and we were always happy so mm-hmm. it wasn't it was never about that the problem was is that the lockout came and when you're going from um an unlimited budget like and we got a 60 million dollar payroll or 62 million dollar payroll and then they put a salary cap in and it's 39 million well you know when you're when you're you're two and a half million dollars and 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 at the time too maybe my love of the game my focus uh wasn't well there. that's where i, I was going darren the and, and the last couple of years were you playing for more for money than the love of the game you know what it it, it i it it's funny because I think in O after we won in O two, like the O three, O four, the lockout. Then I went to Calgary and it rejuvenated because going to play with Jerome McGinley. And that was like playing junior again. It was all, I think we had Kippersoff and then Marcus Nielsen. The rest of them were like Canadians. And, and it was like junior again. It was like a younger going from an old room to a young room. So it was, they, it was, it was a pretty cool experience. Then I got hurt again the next year and my in my addiction and then i you know was out of the game and i went to rehab for the fourth time and then i came out and it was one of these things that i had something i always knew i I was always taught that never say what if right like i had something left and i knew i had something to prove so i came back and it's december uh just who do you go to december of 2007 when i come back i have lunch with chris draper and just say to him i said dude i don't know anything you do to Kenny but I said I I got I know I got something left and I'm willing to do whatever it is so I started training with his core guy and Sean Clark out in uh in Troy and was able to um work it out where I could play try out in the IHL so I started down back in the IHL and and you know played again and and traveled the bus and and played for like three weeks there and then got a tryout with grand rapids and my first game in grand rapids i had a hat trick and an assist so i was like yeah i think i think this is coming away and because i was always never promised anything and i never wanted i don't promise me anything just give me an opportunity to to prove it and i kept proving it and i kept proving it and then uh, the last guy to prove it to was like to babs and i will say and here's the thing that i respect is that when I came back up, the first game at home was because I had to play three regular season games at the end of the year, sort of to prove myself to put on the playoff roster. And at the home game against St. Louis, he started the grind line, which I thought was really cool. So, I mean, you know what I mean? Like That's there's, awesome. I call it the way I see it between people like, and you could treat, you know, you, the way you treat other people, but I got to cut respect out of that. So eventually, and because of injuries, I played 17 of the 21 playoff games and got my name on the cup for the fourth time. But that's yeah, that's what the family is all about. Is this the last one? Is this 2008? That's 2008, yeah. Here's a picture. Um, so one of, my, one of the guys who worked for me here at the office knew that you were coming in and, and wanted uh, me to ask you about the stories about 
whether or not the players actually take the cups home with them. Aren't you guys allowed to take the cup? And, and if so, what did you do with it? Uh, what What are the best where, memories where, you where have? Where did you where'd lose you, it? Where did you take it? Did you lose it? I want to hear that too. All right. So you've heard of the uh, cup cop, and I want to tell you he's real. Okay. So, oh, he so follows since, it. Oh. since yeah. uh, I think the Rangers had it in 93, 93, um, something might've had, but after that, so, so there's a guy from the, um, hockey hall of fame and it's, uh, Walt or Phil or whoever, Mike, you get to know these guys, right? <laughs> when you win it so many times, right. But he's in charge and that's pretty much. So whenever, wherever it goes, he has an eye on it. So, you, so you know, you're partying, you're with your fam, you're celebrating, and no one wants to be responsible for it. So the cup cup is responsible. Now, when you get it the first time, you, you get it, everybody gets it 24 hours. Okay. So the way, so what it is, is the team, the team has a property for the year, right? So the Red Wings. So they set up the budget because it's got to go to Europe or Russia or whatever, and when it comes back around. So they give you, you get 24 hours, right? Usually, so they'll plan your day or whatever you get it in the morning till the next morning or whatever like that like it'll drop it off of your house he'll come and so the first time i took it back over to leamington where i was from they still had the old rink up that i grew up skating in they load the town came out <laughs> skated around the rink left it there for like six hours people take pictures uh took to my grandma's um you know my grandpa's grave did, did all the family things and then I had a huge party with all my buddies and stuff um and you're drinking out of this thing, right? Well, I ne I never drank alcohol out of it until after I was retired because I was sober every time we won the cup, <laughs> which figures out, yeah, get mad at me. We should have had 15 cups in mind to get my shit together. So the years you didn't win, you were drinking? The years we didn't win, uh, parts parts of them, but no, because mostly between 96 and 04, I wasn't drinking. Oh, okay. So, um, but uh, I did end up, after retiring when i was drinking after retiring i ended up drinking out of it because i had to but i drank coke out of it and that was the coolest thing because in recovery so we were at big daddy's parthen on the in west bloomfield the night that we won the first year the first year and everybody's there and then when it came around because there's booze and everything when it came around to my turn they all the, the guys got washcloths they dumped it out washed it out whatever and put coke in it for me and then that's nice and then washed it out and put it out and put all the shit back in and whatever <laughs> was that pretty late at night I, I think the yeah. first night the ilches yeah. first night the ilches uh, took it to coney island uh the the family kind of went for coney dogs after they left their suite and the cop was with them and then, then might have showed up maybe big, shipped yeah. to big daddy's after the that cop, the cop brought it out to a uh, big daddy's in west bloomfield maybe after oh i'm sure yeah it keeps moving but so so then here's how it goes right so every time you win it it's the same sort of thing so you know i was a member of birmingham country club so i took it over there and, and this and that but but what happens is you build a relationship with the with the cup cup guys right <laughs> and 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 you know you you weasel your way in drapes and i usually like we did so when they have if they'd be in town for an event and then you know there'd be a maybe half a day or something like something like that where, where nothing's going on they call us on they call us and then so that's when everybody you'd see it it'd pop up in royal oak <laughs> at, a, at, at tom's oyster bar or somewhere that you'd never know you walk in and go i just saw is that this yeah it's a stanley cup having lunch, so, having lunch. just does it get its own chair yeah oh, the, yeah exactly or whatever you sit, sit up so, yeah just sit so up so many amazing stories of, but uh, the best part you know here's my favorite okay so at the end of the night and and, and you throw it in your shower 
and it's just you and and the cup and the thing's sticky as <laughs> you know i've been partying and then you're you're so you're showering with it and you're washing off and then you you spend about an hour and you're just looking at all the, the imperfections the all dance. the names the dance the x's out legitimate and you think about wow th what like, this thing if this thing could talk right and stories in itself so it is the greatest tradition in sports um it weighs 35 pounds but it's light as a feather when you win it 17 and a half beers percolates a bubble on the top that's a lot of beer you know what i'm interested in i was thinking of this yesterday let's hear it since well weed's legal in canada and it's legal in michigan right because you were never allowed to do anything illegal well yeah that or uh oh, just disrupt you know disrupt you know something the reputation to, you don't want to put the stanley cup in a in a vulnerable position but now since weed's legal i am going to be i'm going to find out how much how how much you know if it's like how many ounces like yeah is it a qp is it you know is it a how many ounces fit in the stanley why do cup? i think you already know because <laughs> you're an investigative reporter sir because you're very good at your job uh, do you like how I handled that? Though? Yeah, so that's when, well yeah, done. Exactly. Well done. <laughs> so Ross wants to know your relationship and with Vladimir Konstantinov oh. and how how to tell us about. Yeah, what's going no, on that's there. a great. Um, yeah, so and, and that's the whole thing. If anybody hasn't seen the Russian Five documentary, which um, is as from a guy who lived lived it as a player, it's a hundred percent accurate. Wow! And you're welcome because I took it from PG to PG thirteen. The Rush Five is for everybody to put the bow or the hug on the situation. I don't think we all mourned or we all did together, but it, there was never a finisher. So I'm going to tell you, here's the caveat of everything Russian Five. Because if you remember, you know, we we're talking about the fight night and then it leads into winning the cup right and then we're all celebrating the highest of highs and then boom three days later we do everything right and this tells you that it doesn't matter in life you can do everything right it's you're not in control right because we i and i ran into limos i loved us was the limousine company and it, i connected i can, it I can almost remember the driver's name but uh, uh anyway. we don't need to talk no 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 i, I do but we don't yeah. need to bring it up but uh, anyway, so you do it right, and then the accident happens three days later. So you go from the highest highs to the lowest of lows, and we're able to repeat, which gives it, and Vladdy comes out for the cup. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that, that gives us some sort of bow and stuff, but it's like eh, you see him around and everything, and, and people, st people still wonder, well, well, go see the Russian five. five. Okay. And this is why, because at the premiere this year um, at Imagine in Royal Oak, so this is uh, last April, and Anastasia Konstantinov, Vladdy's daughter, who's about, I don't know, three or four in the movie. She's 31 or 32 now. She's wheeling and her dad. And I said to her, I said, hey, I'm, your dad's seen the movie? How many times has he seen it? She goes, I don't know. But he watches it all the time. And, and when he watches it, he goes to his happy place. Like, he oh, recognizes guys. Good. And, and oh, you know, and, and whenever I see he knows uh, who we all are and stuff. So the the greatest thing that I say is is that, at the end of the movie, they play We Are the Champions, and the Russian Five, Jenny Fedorovich and Josh Real and Dan Milstein and all those, they they wrote Brian May and Queen to get the original score, and, and you can't buy that piece. No, right. Right? Wow. So they, they had a, at a reduced price because of what it was going for. The fact that We Are the Champions, the original score is in there, and Vladimir Konstantinov at the premiere singing 
We are the champions. I have chills. At the end of the I have full on chills. So, wow. And that, so if everybody out there wonders how Vladdy's doing um, and whatever, is that gives the caveat of Mm. a hug that he understands how much he's loved. And, you know, he's still. I just saw him at the Michigan Hall of Fame. Yeah. He was great. I mean, he he just, he, he's telling knew what was going on. He was so appreciative uh, that. People loved him and appreciated what he did. It was it was just amazing. I tell everybody that the more I like the more I see him, the better he, he's be, the same or better every time I see him. You're getting more of Vladdy being able to just a little bit express himself or to show or to know that he's there. Like you can see he's that right. he's in the room and, and it's not like he's sitting in the corner if he cries or smiles or whatever you just there's some it's going on in there everything's right, working right and he lives here in michigan still or is he, no i don't think so I, I think he's in florida I think okay. back and forth but you know i give a shout out who's always and and people understand that he's nurse that's been with him all the time name's ham she's such a sweetheart and and that's you know with she's with him all the time and it's always great, and and plus, it's always great to know her and ask her how he's doing. Yeah, I'm gonna stuff. check so out that movie. I'm gonna check out yeah, that movie. That it sounds it's great. Amazing. I mean, I'm so glad you you mentioned. And, that. and it's a history. And here's the thing, Mike, is is what you'll appreciate. And this this movie, you'll hear more as time goes on because it's not the hockey's the story piece, and that you know has the relevance. But it's a it's a humanitarian piece because it's about the communist wall coming down, and and that'll never happen again. Right. You know, and how it opened up the world. And I learned stuff that I never knew even. And that's like a few years before I got there. It's crazy. Yeah, it's a, it was an amazing time in the world. I mean, it was just so much going on. I know. Well, it is nuts. And it, it's crazy to me that we're sitting here and it's going, wow. You know, that's 25 years ago, 24, three years ago. Whatever. 1997. Yeah. So let's, let's so much talk. About. Let's move on past hockey for right now I, I have a quick I, are you still singing yeah we fired the band back up uh in uh last in the fall of you, had last a saw, year. you had a band called grinder we are we are it's still, still called grinder Grindr 6.0 this time but uh <laughs> billy reedy uh who is uh one of my best buddies in the world and uh he's been my he, lead guitarist he's the reason we started back in 90 after 97 or after the ladies accident for the 98 when we put it together and um, just where everybody's at right now. So Vince Mateus and Greg Beyer and uh, Steve, uh, they got the band back together to, uh, you know, have some fun for well, us. Well, so where are you playing? Where, if we're, somebody we're, wants to come watch yeah, it, we're, we're 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 going through that, but we will be out on the festival festivals tour, uh, oh, nice. mostly you know the the arts arts and, and, okay. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And there's a festival in Monroe and just. Out cool. and about where, where I can work everything else. And it's just another caveat to, uh, you know, something that I enjoy. But it it's funny because I learned the whole thing when I started doing and I the comedy, but I'm an entertainer, and that's a whole different thing. I'm not a comic. I'm an entertainer, right? Storyteller. Said, storyteller, that's it. <laughs> but I realized doing the band, being the front man or whatever, I get everything I want doing the comedy with the microphone because I don't even have to sing. And just, I got the attention. I got just like lead singer. I got, you're going to listen to me. Oh my God. I get one person to listen to me and then they're done. And it's like right. that. So the band, all that stuff is the, the love and the enjoyment of it. And so, different, different rushes oh, from singing to stand up. Absolutely. You know, it's a, 
and and it's all in the confidence and it is it, it's all in a rush and it's more of a the stand-up thing's more so personal like what i really realize why i've been traveling around michigan connecting and doing this because i'm a battery and the people are my power you know it always has been it's and i'm out there saying thank you and thank you all those prayers they worked and i and i want to be the proof that because i've lived it publicly that that i've fallen down but i've got back up and i'm tired of falling down and if you're tired of falling down but i realize it's it's i don't need to know especially where i'm going but i need to know exactly what i don't want and and it's working out and then and it's amazing then then the people that have come into my life or reappeared in my life you know that that's yeah, the funny right. thing is is that when i find when that circle gets tight that pushes the negative away that means you're on the right path so it's try to stay out of my own way bro yes um you discovered or your friends helped you discovered rick simpson oil yeah. rso and is is the is the acronym that it goes yeah. by um i'm familiar with it because i actually have a very good friend in hawaii uh, she's a lawyer and, and her husband um, thinks that RSO helped cure him of cancer, yeah. that he, that he went 100%. through chemo many, many times and RSO, uh, he feels skin saved cancer? his life. Was it skin it, cancer? Uh, or? That's a good question. I don't think it was skin cancer, okay. but I've heard, I've heard this is a miracle drug. I've actually had friends who um, have shown it to me. I've never tried it, but they've shown me how they make it. They make it in at home. For the people who are listening and watching, why don't you tell us about your experience with it? People don't know what it is, so, right. so tell us about so, it. So Rick Simpson Oil, or RSO, right? Why it's called that. There's a gentleman named Rick Simpson in Canada, right? That his son had um, his seizures and, and whatever else. And he, so he took the compound. It's pretty much taking the cannabis plant and crushing down all the properties and it's an alcohol based um concoction that turns into this dark well they, they boil it they, in alcohol right and, and then they boil it off and it turns into this brown looks like tar tar so it's like it's like a cbd oil they're taking off of the plant this is something else they're taking off no of no the they're not taking off okay. they're taking they're, the whole it's the plant. leaves okay. it's everything instead of when you hear the, the solid CBD, to a liquid Right, no, and instead of take, taking it out, no, you're taking the, the THC whole, is in this. You're okay. This is a so, so hold on. You t instead of what you're talking about, where you hear CBD and THC extracts, that means they're taking the plant and they're taking it out of the plant. No, RSO is taking the whole plant with all 481 cancer-curing properties or whatever it has in it, and crushing the whole plant get it to suck it out so it ends up in this tar now the whole the whole beauty of how powerful this stuff is is that you start out with literally a rice grain a rice grain and and this is because and here's why it works right every but everything everything with the spine doesn't matter anything with a spine has an endocannabinoid system which means it's a system built into your body or the body of a animal a reptile anything with a spine has an endocannabinoid system so this plant and when we're talking rso it's in its most the cannabis in its most um medicinal form can attack and get in so your job with your system is to get it in you have no control because your system will take it where it needs to go now the whole point is the rso to me is is the greatest gift that everybody should have because it's a time a timeout um, safety measure 
like for suicides or for mm. for different things to me because when you take or if you take a little bit too much it'll knock you out like you're done pass out and, the, and right and so my whole being an alcoholic and coming into november 11th right is that i was in the hospital 240 over 160 was my blood pressure the fact that i didn't wow. stroke out or my my literally my organs were i was in really bad shape and it was at that point and the medic you know i'm not doing the medications and i'm just in the worst spot but i was lucky that i had people that cared about me in the cannabis industry my caregiver brian haas uh damon stefano from over the moon um and then my boy kneecap um who they saw it coming and they pretty much so instead of me going into detox my wife being a nurse is, is we detox me in my garage gram after gram after gram of rso no kidding so so i would take it and whether it would make me sick or knock me out when i would when i would wake boom hit me six days six days i was like get up to go to and the this bathroom. was to get you to to get and the alcohol out of your system physical yes to okay. get the physical addiction of the alcohol because what i'd realize is that spiritually and mentally i was as ready as i'd ever been with all the tools that i'd learned in the four rehabs and all the aa meetings i'd been to and everything else but i needed that physical addiction because alcohol is the one thing that you can't quit cold turkey because you will die from so long story short then it weaned it down so it was about the eighth day that i came back and i got up and i didn't have because i was to the point where i didn't get sick when i drank i got sick when i didn't drink i mean i was like that bad i get i'd have the shakes and everything that i could feel like that just like i talked about that game where the red wing nation felt every you know everything was gonna be all right it was that that physical addiction was lifted and then it was like oh my god i felt like on my hands and knees and then and then i got mad <laughs> well that's what i usually do then i got mad because <laughs> i've been what? lied to oh. people the truth and how many people had to suffer and, and and i know where i went to that i would not wish, wish that e even on claude lemieux because no one no one there's very few that can come back from that or to fight back You're talking about in the months before november 11th I, yeah no, i'm talking just because i suffered for so long out of the years right and nobody introduced you to this and nobody introduced you how long has rso been around for ever forever a long time but it's the education on that's when i took it do you still need it or was it just to get you through that you you i use it i use it more on a i use it medicinally like a if for any, I use, I use it for anything, but I use it, I don't have to use it as much, but if like, I usually use it at night or if I'm coming down with something or feel like I'm run down because the best part and when you realize is that you heal when you sleep, right? So this allows you to put you pretty much in a coma and allows your body to work for itself and allows to fight like your friend is saying, yeah, it, it does cure it does real strong. It allows you, it's real strong. It's a strong. Like they tell me they scared me. They're like, <laughs> if, Darren if, tells you took, it's if you took a rice strong. cream, a, <laughs> no, a rice, I don't mess with it, but, no, I, it's, but you gotta, you gotta respect it. No, yeah. I'm curious, Darren, are you an advocate to people who are suffering with alcoholism to try this? Absolutely. Are you out? Are you going to like, tell me how, like, are you going to, when you're selling it, I mean, are you going to advertise it oh, as a alcohol cure? No. 
I, How are you going to? Not, no, no. I'm gonna. I tell my story, Mike. I speak by my truth. This is what worked for me. And we're, you know, we're talking into the cannabis. So Pincana, um, up in Pinconning, the two hundred million dollars seed to sale facility is where the Darren McCarty brand is going to come out. If we're in flowering right now, products should be out probably second quarter. Um, but our so so pretty much what I've been able to do is. I'm going to run what works for me and my program, and this is why, and this is how. Now, with the RSO, the RSO is the greatest timeout that that for anybody because if you're having that day, and I'm, there's probably I'd say two or three times a year where about noon, and I'll just say I quit, and I'll go and I'll just camera that down, and in about an hour I'll be, you know, out for about twelve hours or whatever like that, and then I'll wow. regroup. But, you know, and, and I'm not afraid to do that because it's better than the alternative. Right. Right. Now, I don't even have when you when you talk to me and, and I'm around things like I, I have no problem being around alcohol. I have no problem. To me, it's just like something else where, where it's so unbelievable because I'll sit there and I'll try to will up an urge like you really want that. Yeah, that that used to be your like and I can't. And it's awesome. That's awesome. To, to that let is people know, awesome. so so the thing is, is that Mike, there's no, it, it it's the direction, right? Because the thing with the cannabis, because and, it, people in AA, would you would you feel that that it's more of a white knuckle kind of? Absolutely, that's it, why it doesn't but, work for me. But this RSO for you anyway, it took all of that that's away. That's why can't. That's what can't listen. I live by the principles of AA, except. The difference is, is that my program has a garden. Everybody's program should be different. I'm not white. I don't know why as we have to suffer even more when you don't have to suffer, when you can allow your body to work for yourself when you get educated. So I have that's the biggest issue I have with the old timers at AA. Fuck you. Because you know what? That's not right. You want me to suffer when there's something out there that medically in 2020, I can prove to you that it's going to help and make, people's lives better just because you're staunch and whatever like that no go smoke your cigarettes outside and drink your black coffee and then be miserable and then i'm going to lead the way i'm going to continue to do it my way right with the education and 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 the people all i do is the the like-minded people and i get education from them and i pass it along because it's about the truth what's really interesting because uh it's it's plant-based it's organic and I've watched it being made because I was so curious about it. It's literally a, an organic plant being boiled down to this tar substance and then he's taking it. So it's very concentrated. It's using all of the, the cancer fighting and all of the healthy elements of a plant. All the cannabinoids. It definitely has, you know, you, it definitely has a ton of THC in it. So it's not for the weak of heart. And I think it's really interesting what you're talking about. I mean, I think this, I mean, I, I think you should keep talking about it because if for certain people, it is going to help them and it's going to get maybe off opioids or maybe off of What's interesting other about things. this, uh, um, me, well, from medical marijuana to recreational marijuana, but there's this whole um, group of people that call uh, marijuana curious. And there's some people who are curious about uh, maybe the high of THC, but I think the number of people who are more curious about getting rid of a pain in the CBD, knee maybe. or arthritis or- So let's talk about CBD because this is, this is strong. Well, the, the, this is a medicinal. This is you're, you're talking curing cancer. We're talking at Serious the moment. You're talking curing cancer. I'm talking curing, of alcohol. curing alcoholism. We're not talking Big about issues, making right. your knee better. But even though this would work, but the topicals, the CBD, the full spectrum. Full spectrum means it's taken um, everything of the CBD onto it. Um, that's you know the, one of the things is Michigan 2.0 Organics Vince who created it. 
he's a partner at Pincana, so he's making the Darren McCarty cream. It's the same one that I use, Michigan 2.0. All the stuff that I'm using is the best of the best that has found. So you're going to use the, and the Darren McCarty brand, that's what the Darren McCarty program. Is Darren McCarty brand called Pincana? No. What's the Darren McCarty? is the- Grow operation. Gr- grow operation. So what's your brand the, called? The Darren McCarty brand. Fabulous. Yeah. Okay. Easy to remember. So no, well, CBD, it, I mean, you want to give a quick- But so, you're going to be the Mercedes of of all of the cannabis products. You're not going to- No, you're I'm going to be the Ram that, truck. Right. I'm, <laughs> well, I'm going to look like a Mercedes no, to me. Here's, here's well, what, I, no, no, here's, I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's not high end. Maybe it's what works. Here's what it's going to be, right? There's going to be a five milligram gummy, CBD gummy that everybody can try because it's something that, and because there's two reasons, right? If I do five milligrams CBD, it's it's easy to introduce people into. The CBD doesn't give you a buzz, right? This What the CBD will do is uh, you, you say your knee's bugging you, and I give you some cream or whatever, and we wait a few minutes. I say, how's your knee? And you're like, oh, I forgot about it, right? It doesn't, it's not like, oh, it feels great. or It's, you forget about it. it, allows you to go about the thing. So, I, the five milligram gummies. And the other reason is so I can eat a thousand of them. <laughs> See, you know, I can just <laughs> crush gummies all good. day. <laughs> Who doesn't like a gummy? Yeah. But, and then, but the two different flowers that I'm going to come out with, right? The, the first flower will be like a day and it'll be a one-to-one, probably a 10 to 10 CBD to THC where it's the sort of the morning coffee that gets you going to be able to attack your day, you know, like stuff like that, the people, then, then the other one will be the knock you out at night coach lock sleep because that's the one thing for me that that is the greatest gift is sleep i'm an insomniac i always mm. have been that's why a lot of the alcohol you know i never really got to sleep it just pass <laughs> out and, and different so things like there's that. different marijuana strains that help you sleep i'm told right. like indica which would oh you can right and, and 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 here's the the when you realize that when you get into it right where the old well it's not technically indica and sativa that's the way the plant grows yeah but who gives a shit because we're explaining how people so in the couch in the couch right? in that's the how couch. you remember that's in right. the couch indica and, and that's usually and 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 here's the whole it's on your education as far as you know what you want to learn and and what you want to ask i'm all about what do you mean by that uh, the all people are what do you mean by that the um the mara curious think or, about like uh, grandparents and stuff who can't sleep because they're just they're dude, old that's and they my can't greatest sleep, thing is when i get 80 year olds come up when i get 80 year olds come up to me goes thank you right. yeah i i tried because you said this i tried this and i i, I had this 80 year old that the other day at a signing was giving me a hug because i introduced her to just from talking about it that she ended up trying it it's it's frustrating i have i have friends whose parents are going through some you know, Alzheimer's or some dementia or some issues in their seventies and eighties. And I say, have you tried CBD? Have you tried Rick Simpson oil? Have you tried these things? And a lot of the older people are not open to it. Right. And they should be. Well, they, but what what else, what do they got to lose? Right. 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 If it's made ethically and it's made organically and it's sold in the right way, what do you have to lose? Well, you can lead a horse to water, can't make I, a drink. I know. And it's here's well, it'll tip. It'll tip. But Once here, people get past the, you know, and here's the thing. It, it'll my responsibility, your responsibility is throwing the information out there and keep throwing it out there. Right. Whether they take it That's or not, point. you can't stay on it because even though as much as I might love this and I want them to get it, if they don't, I have to back away because I'm taking it away from somebody else who's out there open to it. Right. So on that point, let me ask you a question, Darren. This is going to get into the weeds a little bit, but I'm okay with that. Um, Have you written about 
or talked on your own podcast, which we're going to talk about in a minute. If, if there's an alcoholic who's struggling and who's listening to this, who's watching this and says, I want to try RSO, how exactly did you do those six to eight days? Have you laid that out? No. I mean, that seems important. No, it, it will. It, but, it, but, but, but here's the thing. What's the sense in laying it out until I have the product, until well, I can walk people through it? But there until, are people selling RSO, aren't no, there? And the oh, firm oh, does, does, there is. And here's the whole thing that I preach. Don't tell me what, tell me who. So I can tell everybody where to go or which, as we we're talking about before, it's, it's who do you... What are the comp? What is the company name, or who's you know providing it? We could say what, and and here's the one thing, Mike, is that is that I'd have to go check because remember I was out for You're, all of it. So so you so don't even my, know the protocol. My no, exactly uh, other, how many grams? Exactly. My wife and my my buddies. I know I know that that she's that she's but that. Also, you were in a you were in a state of withdrawal of oh, very I, serious alcoholism yeah. where you could die from right from withdrawal not every alcoholic is in that state no but the right. fascinating you know thing is he went four times to rehab it didn't work oh but yeah no i get this that. worked that, that, to me that's like but it's because they gave you the physical get they didn't the physical when you understand and they gave you the reason to you know it's a it's a it's all the, why it works now is because i have all the tools of those four rehabs right i didn't have all the two with this right i need the cannabis and the rso which gave me see i use cannabis daily and so cannabis and all the tools i learned in the program and whatever i got led me to where i am it's not there's no it, so it's you're all, not knocking rehab. You're not knocking rehab. No, I'm not but, knocking rehab because I learned uh, the, the lessons, the tools. What I'm what I'm knocking is is that the they want to throw you on pills and they want there's an option that you can do both to be able to learn less. So so me, I've it's it's I've taken the million dollars they've spent on me in rehab and whatever, and and I'm a realist. Okay, this works and this doesn't work, but this worked for me, so I'm willing to share it. And as everybody knows, and it starts right if you're like for most people, I'm not telling them to, to detox RSO at home. I do it because I had a nurse. Go to go get detox at a detox. Go in and try therapy. Like go to rehab first. Try it right there. But other some people who don't. But if you want to try something yourself, the RSO where you can start on you know just a little bit or get educated or reach out i i respond i talk to people all the time that's the the whole biggest part what i love is is to that it's legal now to be able to speak i'll be at i'll be on the perch at hash bash here's the ironic thing mike you know the first day of hash bash was april 1st 1972 the day i was born does that mean anything? No, <laughs> that's not a coincidence. That, no, that, that's, that's not what a I'm coincidence. Saying. And, it, and all the stats and all the, the stuff stars are aligning. So people listen. So you're going to be up there preaching and talking. Hopefully, you're probably my story. Are you going to have any product up there? No, it's not no. going to be done yet. No, no. And and you know what? That's the whole the product. I don't, care. I don't. I'm about dude. I'm about the message. That all works out. You know, all that stuff and and the people lead and the money follows. And it, when you realize that. They, people say mine don't grow on tree. Well, they haven't been in the weed world because it's it's infinity. It's a weed, and if you do it right with right people, then you don't have to. So I'm my goal is to infiltrate the structure with the right people, so it's done the right way, 
So it doesn't, so we don't know any different. So are you learning, you're getting, I'm sure, are getting a huge lesson on growing. Cause you, you, I read an article you were growing in your backyard. Oh, I just had, yeah. I, so I now are you going up to Pinconning and check on? I go out on? there, but I, yeah, I go up and check on them and I go watch them and stuff. But I, I get to do all the great stuff without having to do the work, right? These babies are beautiful up there. They just put them into to flower the other day and uh, in the hoop house and stuff like that. So I'm not hands-on, but I'm hands-on as far as, when my monitoring. product and monitoring and being up there and and and, and sampling, the, of course. So let's talk <laughs> that's about my best. That's my best trait. Let's talk about your day to day because I read another article and uh, I want you know you wake up and you're having some CBD and I read something between 100 and 200 milligrams. Yeah, usually that, and uh, whatever you take drops. Or you yeah, take I take I take uh, either. Um, those are tincture. CBD is usually under your tincture. tongue. Yeah. So. What brand, until your brand comes out, what brand do you like? The strongest ones you mentioned here. So my father-in-law um, had, all, he passed away, but he had Alzheimer's, but I got him off a of nine. I got him down to one pill off a of nine with Receptra. Receptra's out there. It's, it's more, it's that's out a of brand Colorado. Name? Yeah. Receptor. There's also, Recept, also Receptra. That's just, that's the best one. Um, one of the ones out there. There's also Body Check Wellness, which is run by, the former hockey guys, okay. fighters, stuff like that. So working into that. And then Herbal Active, uh, HerbalActive.com. That's the THC-free CBD. So the whole thing is when you, when people get, when they see like the 0.3 THC, or what, it's not going to get you high. You got to understand your cannabinoids, they interact. So so when you have CBD with a little THC in it, it's like being on the the list to the club right you walk right up the door and and because they recognize you're in the thc free you got to wait in line might take 20 minutes but you're going to get in it's just going <laughs> to take that. a little longer i love right. the analogy so it's it's done by like one to one ten to one right. I mean, you have to you have to get educated on it so and, and you, it's your own system like that's the whole journey is like we can sit here but it's not you know how you used to sit and the doctor would say this 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 and this but no we're it's all different we're, it's different so i can leave now what i would say is for somebody who has alcohol issues or whatever, you're probably more so gonna lean my way because I've dealt with it. Now, opioids and stuff when you have to understand, see your body from alcohol, your body will heal itself, right? If you give it time and my my blood work and everything's way better than it was 10 years ago. But with the opioids, your receptors are severed, so they'll never reconnect. So you have that urge or that twitch, you can null it right? But it'll always be there. And you have to understand, oh, that's the way that it is. So you can't get rid of it, but maybe you can take it down. CBD, there's so many products. Costco, I think, sells it. Or yeah, the I'm seeing station. it everywhere. Yeah, but it's really good to get good products. Yeah. And I love that you're, that you're going to be creating some and yeah. you have the balms and I want to have you back on in a few months when you have your products so, we can, so we can talk about them. But, you know, your day-to-day -day is CBD, and you also are very honest that you're smoking up to 10 grams a day. Absolutely. And that and that it keeps is that a you... Lot? Is that a lot? He wants, that's how many yeah. joints is that? Uh, I don't smoke joints. I smoke ones. Uh, <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's like... Uh, I would say it's it's it, 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 it can be put it this way you wouldn't want to have that habit when you're buying weed all the time. <laughs> it's it gets expensive, but it's it all different expensive. ways. But then but it, it doesn't work. But like you just is it just flour? Are you using any of the waxes or the? I you know what I will see the wax is more of a, uh, I don't know like uh, doing shots. 
You know, that's the, a good, the weed, that's a good way to look at it. The weeds like beer. You know, the weeds are constant, and and because because when you know your system, you can you can predict it so if during the day and you got to you know be out and about and involved then you use more of a a, a sativa or a, a hybrid i can't do a 100 percent sativa because then i start getting paranoid because i run so high so my optimal running level is like a 70 30 indica based right so i got to run a little bit lower so when you see people but it's also too is that there's different ways so some days maybe i'll be in a hurry so i just got to make sure that i the most important is to hit the CBD on the way out. And I also have these crown caps, which is one of the best Joe, um, he's one of the best in, in Michigan crown caps where he's got the third THC CBD, but like 25 milligram or whatever. I have those two because, because they're, they're like the, the quick where it's got everything. But I, but I found that it's taken me bunch of, bunch of years to figure out what the system is. And it's the same thing. as like, it's like when I you have that it's a jelly bean. But it's to find your system, right. but, it's, but it was experimenting and to, you have to experiment and listen and now you got it down. So now it's for whatever else. And, and, and most of the stuff, when you say that, do I smoke? Most of the stuff's when I'm at home at night and probably, you know, over half of that is when you're sitting around creating smoke, but that's what I choose to do instead of being out of the bar or whatever. Like I like to sit down in front of my TV and, and, Chill create out. stuff and get get high and and you know it's i've it's so, so much it's, so it's working, much better it's working better for you than alcohol <laughs> ain't that the truth and are you staying i mean do you feel healthy doing uh, all this because some people make look at this and say you're ingesting a lot of smoke into your lungs uh, but you're not smoking cigarettes yeah no, you're eating you're eating some of it so it's edibles are a yeah. little bit I mean, healthier, just, safer, just all you got to do is I'm Benjamin button. So just look at pictures of me over the years yeah. and see how, and you tell me because you know, like, that's the thing is that I'm an alcoholic. Thank God I'm not a diabetic because fucking really ruined my edible game. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's a chocolate. But you do look good. Are you working you, out? Are you still, are you I in shape? Skate. You know what? You still skate? Uh, yeah. I would say, yeah. With, with the alumni and I just got back from playing a hockey tournament. Chelly and I, uh, Chris Chelios and I actually, uh, we're on the same team and we won this outdoor tournament up in uh, Brockville, Ontario. Oh, that's which fun. Is, yeah, so I I do that. Golf. Got my new sticks. But you're uh, Thanks, uh, Cobra. When you stop, are you, a when you stop. Are you a member anywhere right now? What's that? You're a member anywhere right now? I'm not a member anywhere. I'm I'm America's guest. When you stop drinking, and it's been <laughs> what, four or five years now? Four and a half. Four and a half years. I mean, didn't you just start your skin start coming back, your eyes start coming back? I oh, mean, yeah. Did, yeah. But I was so bloated too, you know, and and, and then and then I went then you'll go down to Skeletor and then you'll come back. <laughs> so don't be afraid because it got, it gets ugly there for a minute. I can imagine. All right. Last thing I want to talk to you about is your podcast. Yeah. So tell me about your podcast, how long you've been doing it and how can uh, our listeners and our viewers check it out? So grind time with Darren McCarty um, started a couple of years ago, but we've been in, we've done a transition. So I did a solid year that, you know, on Spotify or, or iTunes or anywhere you find podcasts, you okay. can check it out. And then at, and at the beginning of this year, I teamed up with NRM Streamcast, which is uh, streamcasting, which is the the video and the podcasting, to do it more of you know episode wise shows and and um, what it enabled me is to go from four people to forty people. So it's given me creativity. I know I mentioned I love your commercials because I love I love those sticks and and different things that we try to incorporate and um, you know. 
what grind time with Darren McCarty is about is whatever I want. It, and it's about things in my life. Like last night we shot, you know, the big thing is I'm huge into the veterans and PTSD and suicide. And I've, we've lost a couple guys close to us and friends. And it's one of the things that, that I'm not afraid to talk about the hard stuff. So I got the, you know, Stephanie Zarb was in, who's a huge advocate. And, you know, if there's answers to be had or accountability. I want people to be held account you know held accountable and and that's the thing where i said well you know who got the answers and and you so know when finding them. nobody well that's you know I, i'm not afraid i'm not afraid questions and, at least i'm not afraid to plow ahead you know what i mean and and uh, to do it it's not about when i realize it's not about me it's about everybody else right if it was about me i would have quit a long time ago so but it's, yeah, podca podcasting is fun. You learn oh, a ton. A I love meeting people like you. I love learning about CBD and, and Rick Simpson oil and all this stuff and hearing the inside stories. It's a lot of freaking fun. But it is, and, and Mike, what I think that the great thing, and even with Kevin, is you, you look at guys that, that, you know, have, are doing stuff on their own time that are passionate and come together and have a conversation because to me, no matter where they're listening, but this is, you guys are Detroit. And it's like, we all grew up together and right. all that. That's right. what I, when I travel around and tell everybody, yeah, we had the championship, but stop. We grew up together, right? Any Seinfeld reference, anything that you remember was in the news or what happened. I mean, like we grew We're up culturally. Here. It's Watch more it. than the, than the championships us as people. Cause now that you're retired and you can sit back and say, it's like, now I can, come around and say, Hey, I remember and when you're playing, it's a little bit tougher, but then you don't appreciate it as much. So I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. That was cool. So we will check out, uh, your podcast. One thing I thought I'd do, uh, I'm going to grab a uh, marker. Hold on one second. So for our, for our listeners who are fans of yours, I'm going to offer them a chance to win one of these beautiful, um, Darren McCarty signed right. uh, photos. So text the number on your screen. And in the first couple of weeks of, after we drop this podcast, um, if you text me and, and mention the Darren McCarty photo, you're going to be entered to win one of these and I'll send it to you. And uh, which number cup was this? This was the last one, but four. you know what? I'll put all four of them it's, on there. It's just, fantastic. Just, just in case, because it's the same one technically, Kevin. I checked it out. The same one that I was showering off with in 08 was the, the same, same one. cup? As 97, I checked the same I, dance. I was there the for the action. first one. And hopefully, it'll be, and hopefully it'll be back in Detroit before we know Soon, it. Soon, yes. Stevie Wouldn't I that be fun? Get it there. Wouldn't well, that be I fun? I figure, listen, it took them 14 years Steve. the first time. It, it'll be a little bit quicker this time. That right. would be. That would he be. He knows what amazing. he's doing. I, I, you know what? If anybody does, I trust that guy. Yeah, it's yeah. it's funny. The whole town, nobody's even really worried about it. It's like, I mean, you can talk about the Lions, the Tigers, uh, well, the Lions, you know, but the Red Wings. It's like well, oh, we're right, having well, a bad. We're in a bad. Uh, no, I know it's a terrible funk right now, and but people Detroit. are. A lot of people are saying everyone else has the to sell the team. Uh, when they talk about the Red Wings, they say oh, it's our culture? ownership. Ownership. Eiserman's like Eiserman's there. Everything will be fine. Thanks, Darren, for sending us. Appreciate it. Thank you. For having Thanks me. for being here, and yeah. I think uh, we'll be in touch really soon. Sounds good, bud. All right. Look forward to talking to you. Hi, I'm Mike Morse. Thanks for watching another episode of Open Mic with Kevin Dietz and my guest, Darren McCarty. We had a great conversation. And if you enjoyed it, share and subscribe to the podcast and subscribe to Darren's podcast as well. Thanks.